coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Growing up in Connecticut, we did not have cable TV. My parents wanted us to play outside. They didn't want us to be couch potatoes. So we had PBS. So I had my mom and I had PBS. And on my mom and I would watch Julia Child, Lydia Vastanich, Jacques Pepin, and I was learning through them. I was watching those those culinary giants uh, form a, uh, a passion for food. You don't have to do anything. All you need to do is, is just show up in Orlando, bring a cooked dish. I did all of your paperwork for you. I signed you up for MasterChef. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Tampa chef Jeff Philbin. Jeff was on season eight of MasterChef. He's the MC for the Midnight Chef Fight series at Il Ritorno in downtown St. Pete. And he does restaurant consulting with the PPK agency. Our musical guest today is Josh Magwood from the Head Tones. We have a great show, so, so stick, stick around. around. Hey, girlfriend, have you heard of Club Saver? What? It's like the coolest new club. You basically go out to restaurants, there's a huge list in the Pinellas area, and you can save like 50% half off on food, drinks. We're talking booze too. It's the real deal. Hmm. Mm-mm. No, I'm for real. It's delicious. And if you eat out anyways all the time with all the new cool restaurants, you might as well save a lot of money and have a good old time. All you gotta do is go to clubsaver.com. Check it out. Explore more, savor more. Bon Appetit more. Club Saver members get half off their entrees for themselves and one guest and half off one adult beverage at over 50 of the Bay Area's leading eateries and drinkeries. Use our custom referral code Foodies at clubsaver.com. Hi, podcast listeners. I'm Jason Gordon, executive chef and co-founder of the Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery. From the beginning, the theme behind our concept has been simple, offering fine dining quality with uncompromised flavor. We've taken decades of experience running award-winning kitchens right to the 600 block of downtown St. Pete. Our chef-driven menu is made completely from scratch, gluten-free, and reflects a global cuisine with unique, modern flares. We have carefully purveyed the highest quality ingredients, including our premium cups of organic meats and seafood, all while keeping the price approachable for almost anyone. Whether you are craving one of our nutritious bowls, a cold-pressed juice bottled on site, or looking to relax with a cold local brew or organic wine, Brass Bowl has something to satisfy every palate. 
you can see your food thoughtfully prepared behind the line in our open kitchen, nestled in our beautifully restored space on Central, happy and healthy eating St. Pete. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. You can visit their website at brassbowlkitchen.com. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I'm Kevin Godby. My co-host is downtown Lori Brown. Our guest today is a Tampa chef. He was a contestant on Master Chef Season 8 and made it to the top five. He's currently a restaurant consultant, a local TV personality promoting Tampa Bay attractions and the restaurant scene, and the MC for Il Ritorno's Midnight Chef Fight Series. And if there's anything else besides that, we're going to find it out right now. Please welcome <laughs> Chef Jeff Philbin. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So on Master Chef, you made it very far. Yeah. We'll get into it. We're going to talk about some of that stuff because sometimes there are certain things that you're allowed to talk about, other things you're not allowed to talk about. And we're going to find out what's happening now. But let's find out about you. Where, where do you come from? What, what was your upbringing like? What were your interests? And how did you get to where you are today? So I love food. I love food and I love people. And, you know, when I was a kid before it was uncool to not, you know, want to get out of the house and everything like that. I I hung out with my mom and growing up in Connecticut, we did not have cable TV. My parents wanted us to play outside. They didn't want us to be couch potatoes. So we had PBS. So I had my mom and I had PBS. And on my mom and I would watch Julia Child, Lydia Vistanich, Jacques Pepin, and I was learning through them. I was watching those, those culinary giants uh, form a, uh, you know, a passion for food. And then you're in the kitchen with your mom. And that was something really special because my right. mom's a great cook. She's the most inconsistent cook. <laughs> Not to say one time it's good, the next time it's bad. But what she does is she always is trying something different. She's, yeah, she's winging it. And she's going with, with the yeah. flow. Like, I want right. to add a little bit more right. heat today, or I want to add this flavor, or I've got to get rid of these ingredients. So I started to learn through her of how to really work in a kitchen and how to you know, weave elements of flavor in and just having fun and being on your toes for it. And that's what started the whole process. And then you get a little older. You become a teenager. <laughs> and I had my first real girlfriend... You know, when you're transitioning from, you know, a kid to you want to be a man. Mm-hmm. And so you're... Uh, aspiring adult. You're an aspiring adult. That's, that's even a better way to say it. And I had to have been maybe 15, 16 years old. And I said, you know, I really want to cook dinner for the girl at the time. Cool. And so I said, I'd love to cook something. And, and pro- I, probably not a lot of guys did that. No. I think a lot of guys still don't do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So here I am. I'm 15, 16 years old and saying... I really want to learn how to cook a dish, and I want you all out of the house tonight. So Uh I learned how to cook a dish from scratch, and I did it all by myself. And I was hooked at that moment because I had been watching those culinary giants. I had been in the kitchen with my mother, but I was hooked by that extra layer that you were doing something for someone else, that you Mm -hmm. were using your hands and your heart, and you were doing something special for someone. And that's what drove all of my love for food because it was always about people first. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. here I am. And I, th- yeah. I think probably a lot of people or maybe everybody that cooks on a regular basis that enjoys cooking, because it's the same thing for me. All the times in my past, like if it's just me, 
Sometimes I will cook if I if it's something that I just really am dying to do. I have a craving or I saw something new and I have to try it and I have to do it right now. But normally, if there's just one other person or if there's a few other people, it's just such a better thing Absolutely. overall. Yeah. Right. You just have fun with it. Where in Connecticut are you from? Uh, Fairfield County. So the Bridgeport Trumbull area. I mm-hmm. uh, lived there for the first 20 years of my life and then came down to be closer to family. Uh, my younger sister, there's a 13-year age difference. Same parents, just a surprise for them. And, uh, <laughs> you can you know, say that now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure she loves that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so for her and I, uh, their FaceTime wasn't around yet. Skype really wasn't a thing even at that point. So I wanted her to know who I was as a big brother. Right. And so I moved outside of St. Augustine and then uh, eventually did live in St. Augustine for five years. And then after the five years there... I came down to Tampa, and I've been in the Tampa Bay area now for seven years. Nice. So in like 2012? Yeah. It was right out of college that I came to Tampa. I was hired right out of uh, Flagler College to join the corporate team for Grillsmith Restaurants. Oh, cool. I became the uh, area sales manager and uh, right into a leadership role with that company, and that was a really incredible moment. At the time, they were owned by Front, front Burner Brands, mm-hmm. so you had uh, uh, Burger 21, you had Grillsmith, and you also had the Melting Pot. And then when when you came to be on Master Chef, at that time you were a, mar- a marketing director. That's right. That's right. So my background has always been some capacity of food and advertising and marketing. And so uh, when I was on Master Chef, I was the marketing director for a group, and uh, just had a great time uh, being able to always weave those elements into business and food. For whoever hasn't read your website yet, because this is where I got this. Your brother-in-law filled out all the forms and sent them in, and then he told you he did it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, you know, when we were celebrating that, young, that younger sister's birthday, we were all at a family dinner, and uh, he goes, hey, Jeff, you don't have to do anything. All you need to do it's is good. just show up in Orlando, bring a cooked dish. I did all of your paperwork for you. I signed you up for MasterChef. I go, all right, cool. I got this. Oh, right. So, and you're so just, what year actually was that? So that was early part of 2016. Okay. That was early part of 2016. I don't know when he actually started his the, the paperwork process, but uh, I heard that it's a very arduous process that mm-hmm. I totally got around. So uh, thank right. you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then uh, it was circa March that we had done the dinner because that's when Eliza, my younger sister's birthday is. So it had to have been somewhere, you know, first of the year through March that he did his part. And then March uh, through... I went out there in August of that year, so March through August is kind of more or less that, let's just call it an audition process, mm-hmm. if you will. And so, when did you meet Beth, your wife? Uh, so or your... The, the fiance. Your fiance. fiance. Sorry, she's, I keep saying wife. No, yes, no, no. Fiance. She totally is the wife. Yes. Uh, I get we've it. really become the, the Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn of, of everything, and, and so, uh, you know, she's, we're very, very much in love, and, uh, and so, we met... 2014, 15, something mm-hmm. like that, four mm-hmm. or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get in trouble for uh, not That's having okay. the exact date on that one. Yeah, but I do just, remember it was the day the story. before. I know you know the story. Halloween. I remember right. that part. It was 1030. <laughs> I want to say it was 1030, 2014. Just don't tell her about this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you meet and what happened? So we're the product of an algorithm. So uh-huh. we are uh, okay, <laughs> Cupid. And, there you uh, go. And uh, I think that's now the millennial thing, right? So 
uh, project of an algorithm and uh, have been together ever since then. And uh, it's been it's been special. Our first date was at Eulalie. Uh, so oh, was, we love that place. That's one of my yeah. favorite spots. Yeah. And so that was a really incredible first date. And then uh, she took me out for the second date for barbecue. And I knew that she was a keeper at that moment. So uh, <laughs> when she wanted to take me out on the date and it was barbecue, it was it was really cool. Mm-hmm, totally. Where did you go? A small spot out in Brandon. Mm-hmm. And then we went out to uh, World of Beer and had drinks afterward, did trivia. And so she was hitting all the right points. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So when you brought up that you worked for uh, the Columbia Group, did yeah. you ever actually meet Richard Gonsmart? Yeah, we've been great, great friends. He's a good uh, guy, right? Since yeah. college. I mean, um, I've had such great reverence for the entire family and the organization. Um, for what they've been able to do, I mean, it's over a hundred and you know twelve years, one hundred and fourteen years now. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen oh five is when you know their family came into the mix with the Columbia Restaurant there in Ybor City. So uh, to have them be a part of my life, they've always been supportive of everything that I was doing in college, all the opportunities that I had. I mean, even going to Flagler, you know, Richard was so kind to invite me down to some of the Lightning games and mm-hmm. come on down to Tampa and Very just nice. to have that one-on-one moment was so influential in my life and uh, I'm forever uh, indebted to them. In fact, one of my favorite dishes um, that I cooked actually on MasterChef was an ode to to them mm-hmm. as, as just my way of just say thank you because without them in my life, you know, so many of my other points would never have been able to go on that line. And right. they played a pivotal role at a pivotal time that prepared me for the next stage and the next stage. And I still have so much respect for them and, and – uh, for what they were able to play in my life. And what dish was that? So that was their uh, mussels chorizo. That was their uh, mussels, the chorizo. Mm-hmm. It's one of my signature dishes now mm-hmm. that I kind of take on my own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that. Uh, and I did a, uh, a shrimp alajillo that they had done as well. Uh, so if you go back and see one of the episodes where Aron Sanchez was really, really impressed, uh, Christina Tozzi said, you know, this is a beautiful board. And I mean, I was like a caged animal just waiting to get that dish going because this was my city on a plate. And I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's that many restaurant groups and restaurant tours that represent the Tampa Bay area with the right, significance right. that the Gonsmart family has mm-hmm. uh, on, on everyone that that was my ode to, to Tampa and to something for the entire world to really see that moment come through and, and forever. That's one of those another, you know, pivotal moments where and Tampa could, is always a part of my, part of me. One of the really cool things is that you kind of throughout the entire uh, season, you were like an ambassador for Tampa. You were, yeah. Tampa was the most name drop city. I mean, <laughs> it was. in so many ways. Even when they told you to go home. Absolutely. They told Tampa you to go home to Tampa. More. We don't want you here. Go back to Tampa. Uh, doesn't Tampa really need you here? And, and uh, you, you know. You and Dino. I mean, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we, we'll get into more of this. We in had a lot of, yeah, second, Tampa. Yeah, but yeah. I'm very proud of uh, of Tampa. Tampa yeah. is home. Uh, Tampa is where I met Beth. Tampa is where Holden was born. Tampa is where I've had some successes, um, you know, in in our business community, within our restaurant community, and so I'm very proud of of being able to 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 have that. And going into the Master Chef process, I knew that there was going to be those opportunities that if you did it right, you could do good things with it, that you could be able to make an impact. And so that was something very special for me and to know that uh, I really want to highlight this community in such a positive way because I had to sell 
uh, Fox and and the producers on Tampa. I mean, originally, mm-hmm. you know, they take where you you are. Uh, they could take you from where you were born or where you might have lived or fit that that little piece of the puzzle uh, for what they're trying to convey. And originally, right. they wanted. Uh, Connecticut. They wanted that Bridgeport Trumbull area. And I said, absolutely not. I have zero ties to that community like I do right now. And uh, Tampa is on the cusp of doing some incredible things. And I had to tell them about so many of the incredible construction projects that were going. Armature Works had not even opened up yet. Uh, Sparkman Wharf wasn't even just an idea at that point. And so the Hall and Franklin hadn't even opened yet. Uh, So there was a lot of cool (laughs) things that we could talk about on the Tampa Bay scene that we could have a pride. And I had to sell Tampa. And I said, you have 24 hours. Get back to me. And I held them to it. I went back to the producer and said, 24 hours is up. Where are we at with this? I have a question, though, as you say Mm -hmm. that. So were they trying to say they want you to represent this other community or Bridgeport they want it Bridgeport Trumbull back up even in though Connecticut. you don't oh absolutely that makes and, and so sense. absolutely okay, no sense at all no but it does I, I will say this my friend Lisa she did audition for MasterChef I went with her okay I was in Orlando okay she only made it the first day she went through the first round and the second round and then she was cutting it all in one day sure sure and we ended up hanging out with eddie jackson okay afterwards that night great guy from season three i believe okay but we it was interesting because you know they're trying to create these characters absolutely absolutely and so that's what you're saying they want to create these characters they want it to be from here because they want this to be there sure yeah and they've got a storyline that they want to be able to tell as much as it is live it's unscripted you know they have to fit uh different parameters for that show they have to have these characters they have to have these personalities uh to fit that theme into how they're going to interact and at the time they really wanted uh bridgeport trumbull to be highlighted and i just said guys this doesn't make any sense (laughs) no you know tampa's home and uh you're gonna make a great decision by this and it it's paid off for everybody right good job with that are we taking a break now we are (laughs) i can say i can see by his face We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. We'll talk more about Master Chef and then bring us up to date on what's happening today. We will be right back. I love soup and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now, Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya, too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious, as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Booyah. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami, and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? Keep on moving. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. 
Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. We are here with Chef Jeff Philbin from Tampa. And as we said earlier, you were on Master Chef Season 8, made it to the top five. And then what happened is Kate won the mystery box and she got to deal out how much time people had based on what she was told, full hour, 60 minutes, and then 20 minute increments. And the least amount of time was 20 minutes, which got assigned to you. And she said it's because you had attitude. We'll talk about that in a second (laughs) after I finish up the sum up here and what happened. So 20 minutes was really not enough time to cook a salmon dish because first you got to run all the way to the opposite end into the pantry, get all your stuff. Five minutes already went by. Now you're down to 15 and you're just starting in your kitchen and you got to prep and cook. Right. Didn't work out, but you handled it well. (laughs) I like, you know, she, she said that, yeah, he has attitude and I mean, you have a lot of energy, of course, and... You know, nobody likes to take crap from anyone. And, and there was at least one time, not on that episode, but at least one time I can remember where you kind of got in Gordon's face a little bit and he didn't like it, but you kind of, you stood up to him and maybe that was her, like where she got that from, that you had attitude. But you also were kind of telling Gordon, yeah, no, I wanted it to be raw. Rare. He said rare, not raw. He said rare, not raw. The cook on the salmon is what? Medium rare, but going more towards a rare. You know, um... <laughs> For me, in that whole that whole scenario, I wasn't there to make friends. I was there for a job. I was there to win. I was there to really just focus in on my whole craft. And I mean, some of them use that as the opportunity for adult spring break, and that wasn't the case. I mean, for me, I had a purpose. My son was just born. Uh, it was two and a half months old when I left, and I was filming for over two months. So that dynamic really creates a sense of purpose keeps you on your edge you know and I've always believed in anything in life the moment you get comfortable is the moment you get complacent the moment you get complacent is the moment you make mistakes the moment you make mistakes you're done mm-hmm. I never adjusted to the time zones out in California mm-hmm. so I would wake up at 3 30 in the morning their time 6 30 hours I never truly unpacked my suitcase because that's the ultimate sign of feeling too comfortable and so I was always on edge and Sometimes it played to my advantage because it was, you know, just my way to always be in the zone. And others sometimes did not like that. You know, when it came to that moment where that salmon uh, really was uh, my detriment because of time, what they never showed you is that there was two dishes and I cooked another dish. And actually in that moment where so many people said, hey, you don't listen or hey, you know, you've got this attitude or hey, this. Okay. All right, Gordon. We'll go with this dish instead. Right, Gordon and told I cooked you you had another to do dish yeah. that was completed in that time frame because it is very tough to cook a dish inside that time frame to go get your ingredients to cook it all. And so I actually had done a salmon egg roll that I had done with mm-hmm. a really cool beer sauce that was with like it was out of this world. Sun dried tomatoes, feta cheese, basil. It was absolutely killer. But Gordon Ramsay had said, "Hey, look, this is Master Chef. You can't do an egg roll." And so I said, "Okay, all right." then we'll do this. And uh, I listened and I, I went against maybe what was my better judgment because throughout all those moments, I've always, I listened to 
you know, sticking to your guns and, and believing in yourself. And in that moment, I entrusted uh, something, someone else. Mm-hmm. It, it's someone that you really mm-hmm. uh, can't fault. Well, but who, at the who same they time, also tell you you're supposed to listen to. And, right, right. And in that moment, right. I did. And so, you know, you never saw that on TV. But yeah, there was uh, another dish uh, that I had done. And who knows if, if that would have been the case. But you can't live in what ifs. Uh, it was a great opportunity. I beat out 34,000 people. Um, I, I was able to do a lot of great things mm-hmm. with it and for it, for others. And so, yeah, sure, I didn't win MasterChef, but I really did in a heart, in, in, a, yeah. in, a, in a way. And for that, I'm forever humbled, forever changed by it. And, uh, you know, hey, it just wasn't the right dish at that right moment, but you make the best of it. It's and, certainly and a learning. Anybody that makes it to that level of MasterChef, and I, I told you off camera, I believe, that I've been watching, or off mic, that I've been watching MasterChef since the first season. So kudos to you. That's amazing. Thank you very amazing much. Amazing that you made it where you made yeah, it. Thank you so much. Congratulations for not punching anybody in the face. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, that almost happened, actually. <laughs> sure. Dino and I, we, 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 we came to blows <laughs> at one point, and uh, it was very difficult. I mean, you know, what's interesting is that you're forced to live and work with in this situation, your coworkers. And that's mm-hmm. a very difficult thing. And your competitors. Yeah. And they're your competitors. competitors. So yeah. his tactic was to always, to always be that, you know, some others would be like, Hey, we're, we're just back at the hotel. Like, it's okay. You know, we could just have a glass of wine or, 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 or just chill. And, and that was it. But you know, right. some people like to always have that. And that was his tactic. And so we just got the worst of each other in those moments. And it's, it was unfortunate, but it was it was definitely necessary for us to have that kind of tension because I think we kept each other on our yeah. right. on our A games. Makes for a better show too. All right. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, absolutely I'm gonna it ask, does. I'm gonna ask as a super watcher of Master Chef question. Couple of things. First of all, I feel like they always create characters or they're looking for characters. And your character was you were the annoying guy who was not annoying, but what's the word? Yeah, um, let's let, let's just let it all out right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm the annoying guy now. No. You bitch. Not the annoying guy, but <laughs> what, what was it that that they called him? A, I'm saying this wrong. So they called you. Look, I've had a lot of fun with it because. I, <laughs> I, all right, so Twitter. Uh, when I'm watching these shows, there was there was so many people that used to do a lot. So I mean. Uh, Annoying was definitely a word. Uh, cockroach was definitely a word. Well, maybe cocky. Co- cocky. Arrogant. Okay, cocky. That's, yeah. that's where uh, I was going. Thank overconfident. You. I mean, sure, there's a lot. And, 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 and some people question, don't appreciate that. My question sure, of course. about... And I think that that's the, the question hard question is, do, do they actually manifest do that? Do they coach that, you? Do they coach you on that? Do they want you to be this character? No. No. I mean, at the end of the day... But they probably look for it when they're casting. They're looking for it. And, you know, being that I've been in marketing and advertising... You know, throughout all of my food career, and that's always been the the conduits to each other. You know, I kind of knew what they were right. doing behind the scenes, and and how they were really kind of uh, getting people to be for a certain you know look and feel and audience, and 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 to really sell those ratings off of these individuals and these characters, right. if you will. You know, I I, I knew that they were going to portray me as that young dad. They were going to portray me as that young professional. I knew that mm-hmm. they were going to go after someone that's passionate, could be a little persistent. Could oh, ride on the, it the was sense bad attitude. Bad That's attitude. what they said. I, I bad wouldn't, attitude. You know, I wouldn't yeah. say that much. <laughs> you got a bad attitude, and you don't listen. I but say I didn't that see that in, in you. You know, yeah. and that's it, yeah. it, it's really funny. Is if you actually look back, mm-hmm. and if you really just either close your eyes and just listen, and just say, "Hey," when you hear, "Hey, great job, nice job," that's my voice. Yeah, 
I was always the first person to celebrate right. someone else's successes. Um, if you look at the handshakes or the high fives, I was the first person. So where credit is earned, credit is certainly due. Yes. And so I was always a good sport in that regard. Always has been, yes. have been, always will be. But it's a it's a unique situation and a unique environment, and yes. you just got to make the best of it. No, it is. And no, you great credit to you. I'm not. I, I didn't feel like you had that, but I know that's how it was portrayed. Certainly. Second question, because I've watched this on every season. <laughs> All right. They had their cute girl, and she's got on her cute boots or cute stilettos or cute whatever it is. And then you watch her cooking, and she's in her tennis shoes. Yeah. And then she's back in the cute boots. So there's definitely a portrayal they're trying to do with that. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah. everyone's got that image. In fact, you know, what's interesting is the hat that I'm wearing right now mm-hmm. is... Uh, Chef Jeff. It's my Chef Jeff hat. <laughs> now, it's the same color as the Tampa Bay Lightning. Because right. when I was going through that audition process in Orlando, I was wearing a Tampa Bay Lightning hat. And I did that with that little subtle gesture to everyone back here to be like, that's our boy. That's our guy. And now Fox could not share the Tampa Bay logo, uh, the Lightning logo. So they had a clear, or excuse me, just a... Uh, Blur it. A, no, non-logoed hat. It was just oh, a okay. blank snapback hat. I've got a, tons of snapback hats that were given to me from Fox that were just all blank for those simple reasons because that's who I am. Now, this is the same color, the same hat. And so that way when it was backwards, I always wanted people to back home to be like, that's our boy. Yeah. So I got to have that be consistent. There were some people that were the cowboy boots and the the skirts that gave me salmon and time to get out. (laughs) But in those situations, yeah. So she, yeah, Kate is one of those that, yeah, I mean, out of the safety, you know, for the whole thing, you got to kind of make sure that they're okay. So in certain situations, sure, they they would make sure that before the actual challenge would start, you know, hey, we want to make sure that you're safe. You're wearing the proper proper shoes shoes because... Yeah, you know, of course. That's, that's something that yes. they have to make sure that they cover on as well. Thank you for answering that question. So after Master Chef, you came back to Tampa, and you've uh, had a lot of involvement in different charities. You're also a local TV personality, been on different shows, always promoting Tampa Bay things to do, events here, restaurants. Can you fill us in on some of the details on that? Yeah. So I mean, you know, the thing going into Master Chef was. I knew that I was going to be on a, a larger platform, and I'm very humbled by it. I'm very grateful for it. And I knew that with that platform came a greater responsibility. And I've always believed from my father that when you give, you receive. Mm-hmm. And so the opportunity that I had from MasterChef that I could use this as a, uh, a leverage for others to be able to, to really rally around, rally behind, and be able to, to gain something from was very special because a rising tide is going to float all ships. So hopefully, knock on wood, by fall, since being on MasterChef, I will have been a part of nearly $3 million worth of charity activities wow. awesome. since MasterChef, of That's being awesome. a part of charity auctions, donating my time, my services, uh, to highlight our area, to, to highlight our chefs, our restaurant tours, our charities. Um, because it, it's something that you just need to do when you give, you receive. And that's the greatest joy that I get is to be able to do some great things for some great people. And I'm very proud to be that cheerleader, that, that, that champion for this food scene. I'm very excited when I get to have a microphone in hand and, and get to really have some fun with my friends because that's yeah. what they are now. They're all my friends. Yes. And it's really fun to, to have that, um, uh, be our relationship. I'm forever blessed by the media in the Tampa Bay area that has allowed me those opportunities to have some fun, to grow from being 
you know, Chef Jeff with the snapback hat on and cooking segments <laughs> to sometimes co-hosting and being morning talk show and suit and tie and doing things different. And every time that I do that with daytime, I can't thank daytime and Jerry Penicola more than anyone. I mean, Jerry Penicola has been one of the greatest mentors for me in this because every time that we ever do something together, he challenges me with something new to learn. And it's that's cool. That's those great. moments. That's yeah, that's awesome. it's really fun. Yeah, and you're, you also reminded me. And we're kind of done talking about Master Chef now, but for anybody who listens to this and goes back to watch it and doesn't know you or hasn't seen you otherwise, I can we can attest to that. That's the real you on Master Chef. Yes, you have absolutely. that energy. You have that like you you walk an inch off the ground. You have all that energy, and and we saw that uh, more recently at uh, Il Retorno because that's another it's it's tied into yes. charity and it's also a real fun uh it's the midnight chef fight you're the MC for that and when we saw you live there that, that's you that, it really you're is that guy yeah. Yeah. and I have fun and and you know David and Erica have been so kind to just really allow me to have fun with everybody you know highlight these chefs have some fun and, and to do things in a different way I mean it's at midnight you have this almost uh, grittiness that goes behind it because of the environment, the time frame, uh, the date, the the fact that people are coming from either their their restaurants or their bars, or so there's a different crowd that makes this. And so, yes. you know, for me, I do so many different charity events that are, you know, more traditional in that business hour. It's more on that fundraising side than the fun entertainment side. So you're speaking to a different audience, a different message. For me, this is almost like an open mic. I'm not a comedian yeah. by yeah. any stretch, but I get to have more fun and do things in a different way mm-hmm. um, that's just real and raw and edgy. And I love that. Um, you know, because I've had some fun with, with this and we're just continuing to grow it. I mean, we've got uh, just some great chefs, some great lineups, already some great winners, and just the camaraderie that's being shown between yes. our restaurant community, uh, the respect that they have for each other during a competition, the respect that they have for their peers by showing up to support them. They've worked their shift. They've got to get up in the morning. They could be there ready to go with their families, whatever it may be. But they're all cheering for each other. Yeah, exactly. And no one is truly, uh, you know, someone that loses in these moments. Yeah, it's someone's it's, just it's, having fun. It's a real competition, but it's a friendly competition it is, because it of is. all the respect for right. the guys, the people that are involved in this. And having been, we were in at the June competition. We actually strategically booked reservations to have dinner at eight thirty, so we could possibly just kind of slide right in there. But Erica was, and we're friends with Erica and David. But Erica was like, "No, you actually have to leave and come back, but we can sell you the tickets before, and then you come back." Yeah, because you, you can cut the line. I'm like, okay. See, that's at least a, that's an added bonus. Yeah, right there. that was I mean, like, <laughs> hey, you're right there, anyways. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But what I will say, we've eaten dinner at Il Ritorno. I don't even know how many times because it is by far my favorite restaurant in St. Pete. One of the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that night I looked at Kevin and I'm like, it's electric in here. Like just at dinner. I'm like, it's electric. I can feel it from David. I can feel it from the, from the staff, from the, the, the back of the house, everybody. It was just electric. I'd never felt it like that before. So we, we had our dinner. It was wonderful. We left, we came back, we met you for the first time. And then we actually started watching the chef's fight. And it was great. I will say, we are old fuddy-duddies, and we ended up leaving early. But for those of you that can't make it but are still at home at midnight, I would encourage you to go into Il Ritorno's 
Facebook page. You can stream it to your Apple TV, your Roku, whatever you have, whatever smart TV you have that you can stream to from your iPad or iPhone or your whatever phone you might have. And you can watch it live. And it's just an amazing thing to watch. So, it really is. And Jeff's on there just being his best self the whole time. We're elevating that whole viewer experience. And uh, we brought on uh, and Sharp Knives who said, I just they just want to help the community. They just want to really kind of have some fun with these chefs, have some fun with the foodie community. And and Sharp said, hey, uh, we want to elevate the whole Facebook Live experience. So that way then... Everyone can be a part of it. Everyone has a chance to really cheer on our our chefs in this community. Everyone has a chance to interact with us. And it's just such a great, great way to see businesses that want to support their chefs, that they want to be able to be a part of the whole process. And that's the beauty of of this whole Tampa Bay food scene right now that we've got. Yeah, totally. And the on the Midnight Chef Fight, the next one coming up is August 10th. That's with Chef Rob Reinsmith of Noble Crust against Chef Jason Ruhe of Brick and Mortar Kitchen uh-huh. and Wine Bar. That should be a good one. That's a it's going to be an absolute beat. Yeah. yeah. That's a I mean, beat. You've yeah, only had Tampa to see me. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Noble Crust has done such incredible have, things. I yeah. mean, they, they've really diversified. Oh, totally. They're Wesley Chapel, Carol Wood by me. Great, great group. And Jason, just, I mean, that guy's smile is just infectious. I, I mean, know, isn't it? I mean, he's it just is. so happy, fun. And uh, what a what a great chef he is, and, too. And he's so humble, too. Without so, a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So you also, you do restaurant consulting? I yes? do. So tell us. I work at the advertising agency PPK in Tampa. So when you're driving in Tampa and you're downtown, you know that, uh, that brick building that everybody takes a picture in front of because it's the Tampa Postcard Building? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's our building. Oh, cool. And uh-huh. so uh, I support our restaurant clients uh, that we've had. And we've had an incredible history of some big brands. And we've got some incredible groups that we work with and support, some on that national level, some on that more local level, and everyone in between. And so it's it's incredible to be able to really help businesses see their potential uh, through the media, to be able to see them through an operation sample, because that's something very unique as well as the background mm-hmm. that I bring, not just from that front of the house uh, experience uh but truly also from that back of the house right. to see how everything's going to work. Because it's one thing just to put a pretty picture up there. It's another thing to actually make sure that this is going to drive sales and that this is going to actually impact the needle. So I, I really have a great team, very passionate, very creative, and uh, yeah, it's really so, fun. So you're more than just a pretty face. I'm more than just a pretty <laughs> face. I'm uh, yeah. I'm almost like a Swiss Army knife. I can really kind of be, you know, blend in a lot of different ways, and and that's really cutting all areas. Cutting all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the um, local uh, newer clients uh, for you guys, it's uh, Forbici Modern, Modern Italian. That's yeah? right. We did do them, and I, we've been hearing a lot of good things about great them. things about them. I mean, Jeff is is a friend. Jeff is an incredible restaurant tour, uh, very civically minded uh, and sharp as attacked when it comes to the operations and and what he's been able to do in the South Tampa community um, is just truly incredible. So we were very humbled that when he had the opportunity to work with a lot of different groups, that we were a part of that process with him. And and we truly believe that we were able to do something special together. And and hopefully that relationship will spur even more things to come down the road with him and us. That's awesome. awesome. And your website, pretty easy. Chef Jeff Philbin. So that's Chef Jeff. I don't think I have to spell that. P-H-I-L-B-I-N. Dot com. Love it. <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much for being here. It's yes, been an thank absolute you. pleasure. Thanks so much for thank having you. me. We will be right back. This is Chris Walker. And you're listening to St. 
Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our local musical artist today is Josh Magwood from the Headtones. We will feature the song, All We Want, after the Fast Five Foodies Questions. Welcome to the show, Josh. Nice to be here. Ready for the Fast Five Foodies Questions? Yes, I am. All right, here we go. What's your favorite food? Um, potatoes. That's so funny. We had one other person say that too. Potato, like if we were having a like a contest, potatoes would be in the lead for sure. <laughs> it I mean, would be. You can make them so many different ways. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you have a favorite way you like them? N- not really. I like them all. Okay. Anywhere <laughs> yes. from uh, baked to French fries. Yep, scalloped. Sca- I love. I love scalloped. Yeah, yeah they're mm-hmm. awesome. I love potatoes too. That's just funny because I think that's the third time now. That that's been the answer. I'm saying potatoes is yeah, winning. It's a winner. Um, so, what's your least favorite food? Ooh, I would have to go with like any kind of like a ricotta cheese or any mm-hmm. kind of fresh cheese like that. I'm not a big fan of cheeses. Like, like but it's funny because like I love soft. pizza. I like cheeseburgers, but I don't mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. fancy cheeses. Okay. S- is it stinky cheeses? Yeah, stinky cheeses. Because I don't like stinky cheeses yeah. either, but I like cheeses. But then, that are like, you know, mild. blue cheese and goat cheese. Oh, like, yeah. I'm just not a big You fan just don't like stinky cheese. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Mild stuff for you. Yeah. Yes. So, what's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Oh, Lord. In St. Pete. That's a tough one. I'd actually have to say the galley. The galley's awesome. Ding, ding, ding. I was just there last night. Okay. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a hidden gem. It really it is. is. Yeah. I'm, I love the galley. It's like my go-to, that's my new home away from home place. Salt or pepper? Salt. And can you cook? Yes, I cook all the time. And what is your, well, what would you say is your specialty? Um, I would have to say chili. Oh. Nice. Oh, we love chili. Yeah. Spicy? Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Real that's, spicy. That's like how I started cooking. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to mess up chili. Well, and uh, once I got into that and I, I started getting into cutting vegetables, I was like, that's, I kind of went from there. And nice. Experiment. I forgot to ask you, what's your favorite uh, dish at the galley? Oh, man, who knows? <laughs> I, I like them all, really, to tell you the truth. Right. So the band is the Head Tones. Yes. I like your logo. Thank you. The Buddha dude. Looks like he's getting his head getting toned. Getting his groove on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are a St. Petersburg Funk and soul sextet. Does that mean six people? True. Good. <laughs> yeah, it could nothing sound do, a little funky. Nothing to do with sex. <laughs> <laughs> but it, we won't turn it down. So how'd you guys uh, form your band? Me and the bass player and the uh, turntablist, actually, we had a band a long time ago called mm-hmm. Elevated. And uh, we dismantled because uh, everyone just got older and had kids and families and stuff. And uh, they uh, started a new group um, and... And kept going, and, and that group kind of broke up. And the bass player called me one day, and he wanted to know if I wanted to, you know, get around a jam. And it was supposed to be just a instrumental kind of funk thing, mm-hmm. right? You know, a fun little here and there. We'll have a show for you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it actually, we got some free studio time, and we were like, well, we might as well write Take an advantage. actual song, you know? So yeah, then I, you know, I got on the vocals, and before we knew it, we were. Playing festivals. So <laughs> That's I awesome. I guess we're by a accident. Band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you have a, it, a full album? No, no. We actually have uh, an EP coming out, four okay. tracks. Uh, hopefully, uh, September 14th, we'll be releasing that at a Mad Beach Dive Bar. And what's the, the name of the uh, EP? 
I don't even know if we're going to have a name. That's okay. just the Headtones. Okay. The Headtones EP, yeah. So the uh, recently released uh, All We Want, mm-hmm. that's the song we're going to hear momentarily, it was recorded in Orlando, mixed in Largo, and get this, mastered at Abbey Road Studios in London. How did you guys oh, pull cool. that off? Yeah, they actually have a website. It's not that hard. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you pay money, you, you, send your, oh, right. you send the files out, and you know they, they do what they do, and they send it back. It's a... It's, it's, uh, pretty nicely you know priced it's not you know too expensive but uh and are, are you lead vocals on that one or uh, yes, yes yes awesome great job on that I, I i love your music i could listen to it all day every day i played the song over and over like six times in a row <laughs> before i get yelled at enough to turn it off but there and there is one part it's, it's all we want it's the title all we want is to survive i think right. yes mm-hmm. and also features uh saint pete and tampa bay in one of the verses mm-hmm. and i believe it's in e flat if you say so. <laughs> and you're riffing back and forth. I have it. like the least music theory knowledge of ah. anybody in the group. Okay. So. <laughs> well, you do a damn good job anyway. Yeah. I appreciate it. So, Josh, thank you so much. Uh, and you, yeah, we will say you uh, lead vocals and you're playing guitar in this song. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Here we are with the head tones with All We Want. Tampa Bay, put your hands up high and say, oh, 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 we want it, we want it to be right. Oh, 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 we want it, we 
comments from last week's show with uh, Troy and Jessica Bledsoe from Overflow Brewing. Eric Jacob says, great podcast. Thank you, Eric. Cassie Feuerstack says, I enjoyed the beer I had from Overflow. Gotta go back. So if you were listening to this, give us a comment wherever you listen or on Facebook and tell us your favorite part of this specific episode, and we will mention your name and read your comment on next week's show. New items on stpetersburgfoodies.com include Grace Restaurant in Pasa Grill has a new menu that is off the charts. We tasted 10 new dishes and several drinks and wine and have the write-up for you on that. Trope St. Pete is a new lounge on the 400 block of Central Avenue. That's going to be opening up any day now. And it is by Reno Coez, the founder of Trist on Beach Drive. Next week on the podcast, we have Roger Curlin, the co-founder of Club Saver. You can email us at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. We have a five-star rating with just 15 ratings right now, so please join in on that if you haven't. It helps the show get found and gain new listeners. The St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast can also be found on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Player FM, and any other app in existence that plays podcasts you can pretty much find us on. You can also listen to us on your voice-activated home assistant, such as Apple HomePod, Amazon Echo, and Google Home. This is David Benstock and Ronald Randall from Il Ritorno, Ritorno. and you're, and you're listening, listening to, to the St. Peter's... Pe- Pe- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Start that one over again. Huh? Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Jeff Philbin and Josh Magwood. And thanks to our sponsors. The Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery. Club Saver. Booyah Ramen. And, and Engine, Engine Number, number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Weather out there today is hot and shitty. With continued hot and shitty in the afternoon. Tomorrow, a chance of continued crappy with a pissy weather front coming down from the north. Basically, it's hotter than a snake's ass.